don't know Christ my Savior Oh, I beg you Please don't wait too late to pray Oh, don't wait until His pride has been completed Oh, don't wait until you hear Him say it's too Your plan for me 
is right and I need you to fulfill your purpose in my life I submit to you my king be my everything I'm coming to you again Lord here I am I Yeah. 
Come on and give it all. Give it all to you. Hallelujah. Oh, 
you 28, 19. What does this really mean? What is the name of the father? What is the name of the son? What is the name of the Holy Ghost? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. A sinner, but I came up clean. Now sent home before the King of Kings. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord. So glad that I've been buried. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord. So glad that I've been buried. Peter cried, "You must repent for remission of sin." His name was said. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord. So glad that I've been buried. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord. So glad that I've been buried. Jesus' name is what the preacher said. Went to the water, half was led. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord. So glad that I've been buried. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord. So glad that I've been buried. Matthew 28, 19. What does this really mean? What is the name of the Father? What is the name of the Son? What is the name of the Holy Ghost? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord. So glad that I've been buried. I'm so glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord. So glad that I've been buried. Somebody give the Lord praise today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, you are good. You are good. You are wonderful. Hallelujah. I'm glad that I've been buried in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're wondering what people are excited about, it's because we once were bound by sin. We once were bound by the things of this world, but we went down in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. 
I went down a sinner, but I came up clean. And I am thankful that I've been buried in the name of the Lord today. Hallelujah. If you're thankful, why don't you just lift your hands and give Him glory this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. So thankful for God's goodness and God's mercy. Allowing us to come and to worship and to praise and to magnify His wonderful name today. We are serving a great, big, wonderful God. We are serving a great, big, wonderful God. Hallelujah. The Lord has never done me anything but good, and I thank Him. I praise Him, and I magnify Him today. That's the reason why I'm in the house of God, is to worship and to lift up the name of the Lord. God has been so, so, so good to me. And uh, I don't feel like that we could ever praise Him enough for all of His blessings, His mercy, His long-suffering. And uh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm just thankful to be able to be in the house of God. And I am thankful for this glorious truth today. And uh, it's good to see everyone that is here. Lord bless you for coming to the house of the Lord. And uh, glad that you chose today to come spend here at the First Pentecostal Church at Silsby. I know there's a lot of other places that you could be today, but we're thankful that you're here, and uh, we are honored that you come to spend this time with us. I know that the hour is growing late. It's, it's uh, a little after 11 o'clock, and uh, I know that the restaurant is about to fill up. I know that some of you have things on the stove, and some of you are hungry and uh, all of those things. So I'm going to try my best to uh, speed up the process this morning. But I do feel something on, the, on my heart from the Lord today. I'd like to share with you a few moments if you'd give me a little bit more of your time today. And uh, <clears throat> so I, 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 would hate, I would hate for us um, just to go home now when I think the Lord has got something good to, to, to give us today. Psalms chapter 90, verse number... 9 Psalms chapter 90 and verse number 9. If any indication is in the text reading today, it's going to be short. But sometimes that's not a good indication. Psalms chapter 9, verse number, or Psalms chapter 90, verse number 9. The scripture says, For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. We spend our years as a tale that is told. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning from this subject more than a tale that has been told. And you can be seated. The scripture here today is, is giving us indication about the shortness of life and uh, how that life is... Uh, you, you talk... I, I can remember as a, a young child... Uh, my daddy being about 45 years old, I thought that he was ancient. Now I realize that he was a young man, <laughs> just in the prime of life, just when things was about to start. So um, I, I guess we would look at someone, and uh, there's some of you that may be fastly approaching uh, this state in life, someone around 90 years old, 
are so that, that we would look and say their life is, is extremely long. They have lived an extremely long life. When you would ask them, and they would have a total different opinion about that. They would say, it just seems like it was yesterday when I was a young child. It just seems like yesterday when I got married. It just seemed like yesterday when, I had, uh, our, when we had our first child. And, and uh, so I, I guess the, uh, the amount of time is told by the one that is telling the story. We would look and say that's a long time. But, but when someone comes into this life, they can affect uh, many, many different people in different situations. They can accomplish many, many different things. But when they are past, it's just a tale that has been told. It's just something that someone talks about in passing. It's just someone... Uh, that we have a memory of uh, how they touched our lives and, and uh, what they did in our lives and how they affected us. But, but it's just something that we talk about just in passing time because it's just, uh, it, it's just like the Scripture said, we spend our years as a tale that is told. It's important in life that you do something that affects other people around you. Amen. It's important in life that you, you try to accomplish something more than just it's all about me and it's all centered about me. But, but there is a time where we need to reach out and try to help each other. And when I, I think about stories that have been told today, I can, I can, there is some that comes to my mind of of uh, different stories that I have been told, different stories that that I, I have uh, been that has been told about me, and I can I can remember uh, it, one one guy said that nothing makes a long story short like the arrival of the person you happen to be talking about. So uh, I, I can remember uh, many times hearing a story about uh, some guys that, that uh, took a trip uh, to Beaumont one night and uh, got uh, in a confrontation and pulled over under a bridge uh, there between Lumberton and Sealsby at Village Creek. And uh, a guy pulled a gun out on them and started shooting at them and people started falling out and, and uh, all of these things. I, I've heard that story told about. And then I would say, you know, I, I happen to have been there when that happened. And uh, what it was, it was not actually someone shooting at us. It was someone playing, playing a prank on us. And uh, Brother Allen and myself were the blunt of the, uh, I guess we were the prankies. So uh, uh, we can remember what happened pretty uh, vividly in our minds. And, and, uh, but that is just a tale that has been told. That's something that has passed. And uh, so when I, when I think about today and what the world celebrates today as uh, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I, I do believe personally that they got it just slightly mixed up because it's hard to get three days and nights from Friday to Sunday. So that's how long that Jesus was in the earth was, was three days three nights and so it's impossible to do that kind of math and and it does not have anything to do with 
with rabbits laying eggs and them being colored. But it does have a lot to do, and the world looks at this as a time of celebration uh, uh, of the resurrection, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But this is not the only time that we should remember this. To some people, people that did not believe the cross, preaching the cross, is foolishness. But to us that believe, it is the life. It is, it is what we come to the house of God for. It is why we come to worship and lift up the name of the Lord. But I, I, I want to uh, bring to your attention the story of Jesus Christ today and just, just touch on a few highlights about Jesus' life. And the first thing that we find is the birth of Jesus. In Matthew chapter number 1 and verse number 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now, now just to give you a little side note there, if there are three separate and distinct persons in the Godhead, people are confused about who the Father is. Because the Scripture plainly declares that she was found with child of the Holy Ghost, which is just simply the Spirit of God. It's not a person, it's not a separate individual, it is the Spirit of God. Matthew chapter 1, verse number 23 says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. What a miracle, what, what, a, what a statement that... That, that God robed Himself in flesh and walked among men and suffered and, and bled and died on the cross and rose again. And then we have the life of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. We find where He began to preach the gospel and then He called His disciples. And then we find in Matthew chapter 8 where He healed the leper. And he, he healed the centurion's servant. And he healed Peter's mother-in-law. And he's calmed the storm that was raging around the disciples. And he, he delivered the demonic Gadarean that wandered among the tombs and, and, and was breaking the chains that people tried to bind him with. We find that Jesus in his life here... In this world, He healed the lame. He healed the blind. He turned the water into wine. He walked on the water. And He raised the dead. What a miracle working ministry that He had here in this world. But it was not, that is not what it was all about. There was a greater purpose. There was a greater reason. There was something far more greater in store. And then we find... That all of these things we find the death of Jesus. Matthew chapter 27 tells us a story how he was delivered into Pilate. How he was mocked. How he was crucified. And in verse number 50 it tells us that he gave up the ghost. And then we find in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 60. And they laid it in, and laid it in his own new tomb. And he had hewn out in the rock. 
and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and they all departed. They put guards in front of the tomb that night to watch over it to keep people from coming in and stealing the body of Jesus Christ. But he didn't need anybody to steal the body. Then we find the resurrection of Jesus. Matthew chapter 28 verse number 1. It says in the end of the Sabbath as being to dawn toward the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, I wonder if they were speaking of just a little prophetic tone there. They said they came to see the sepulcher. They did not come to see the body, but they came to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and set upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And they fear, and for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, the women there, Fear not ye, for I know whom ye seek, Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. And he said, Come and see the place where the Lord lay. They came seeking the live and the living among the dead. Amen. I am so thankful today that when they crucified Him and they put Him in a buried tomb, that the tomb was not able to hold Him. Amen. There is more power. There is more glory. There is more authority. He is not just the ordinary. Amen. It's not just something. It's not just a tale that has been told, but it's about a real resurrecting Savior. Amen. I am glad today to know that He is alive forevermore. But we find that it would have just been a tale that was told if it would have ended there. We find that the Jews thought that they had put out the fire. The Romans thought that they had put out the fire. Everybody thought that it was over, that it was finished, that, that, that it was all just a tale that had been told. But what they did not realize and what they did not understand was the fire that they thought was put out was just about to ignite again. Amen. It's like when you are burning something and, and uh, you think that you have it put out and you turn and you put up the tools that you use to put it out and, and you start walking back and saying, I have accomplished what I set out to accomplish to notice in a few hours the smoke starts boiling back up and, and you look out there and there's flames starting to break out again. What they thought they had put in a tomb, what they thought they nailed, nails through the hands and the feet, what they thought that they had pierced his side and he, he had given up the ghost was all over. It was just about to really happen. Amen. I want to tell you that he said in John chapter 14 and verse number 26, but he said, but the comforter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He had told his disciples. He said, now I am going to go away. 
But I am not going to leave you comfortless. He said, I am going, said, I am with you now. But I am not just with you. I must leave. But, but when I come back, I am not only going to be with you, but I am going to be in you. Amen. The scripture said that Jesus told him, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God, which is what He has sent to the church today, whom the Father will send in my name. In what name? Who was speaking? Jesus was speaking. Whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Amen. What they thought they had put out. There was something going over in the minds and the spirit of the followers there when Jesus took them as far as He could and He showed Himself alive after His passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things permitting to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but could wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. It's more than a tale that has been told. It's more than just something that you tell your children and that you put on the back burner for a while. It is something far more important than that. And when I look at the story of Jesus Christ, I look at the birth, I look at the life, and I look at the death, and I look at the resurrection. If that was all there was to it. Amen. We find that the world has many gods. The world has many false gods. They worship many different things. Some worship Buddha. Some worship Muhammad. Some worship this. Some worship that. But I, I, I look at their stories and it's just a story that has been told. And there is no proof. There is no way to prove that what they are telling is correct. But I find that when the disciples left after Jesus ascended up into glory, that they went back to Jerusalem to the upper room. And the scripture said, tells a story about the second chapter of the book of Acts. It says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. It's more than just a tale that has been told. Amen. You've come too late to tell me today that it's not real. You've come too late to tell me today that it's just a figment of the imagination. You've come too late to tell me today 
Hallelujah. I can remember, amen, the first time that I experienced the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you today, they tried to tell the disciples that it's just something that you've just imagined. It's not real. And they begin to try to put out the fire again. And the more they tried to fight it, the more it began to spread. It was like wildfire. There the scripture said that 3,000 souls were added to the church. We find that they begin to spread the gospel. In Acts chapter 10 we find where the Holy Ghost was poured out to the Gentiles church. Amen. Again we find that the Apostle Paul found some of John's disciples and asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, we haven't as much as heard if there be any Holy Ghost. And he said, then how are you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. But he said, there is one coming after him. Jesus said that that this is what it's all about. Amen. This is what He came to do today. Amen. That you ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And when you receive Him into your life, there is nobody. There is nobody that can tell you that it's just a tale that has been told. I'm telling you, it's real today. It's real today. Why do we get excited? Because we have found something that is real, something that is genuine. He said, then how are you baptized? Under John's baptism. He said, John baptized you under repentance. Saying, there is one that comes after me. Ooh, his name is Jesus. Oh, praise God. I'm so glad that I come in contact with something more than just a tale that has been told. Amen. I kind of feel like the men that were on the road to Damascus that day. And then and, and they begin to talk and they begin to uh, uh, have a conversation about the glory and the power of Jesus Christ. And they said, did, our, did, did, did we not burn in the sight of us when we begin to talk with him and there was one that come up that they didn't realize who he was until he was gone and when they left and they found out they said did not something just catch on fire on the inside of us why because it's not just an ordinary person amen it's not just something that somebody has propped up and said oh this is God amen this is one that come from heaven amen God almighty that stepped out of the portals of glory and robed himself in flesh amen that that, that flesh died on a cross and has been resurrected again and ascended up into heaven but he did not leave us comfortless but he sent back his spirit to the church today that's the reason why we know without a shadow of a doubt that it's more than just a tale that has been told. It's more than just a tale that has been told. The people that gathered around there that day begin to ask the question in the second chapter of the book of Acts. And they ask and said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? We find that the apostle Peter took the keys of the kingdom of heaven. 
and preached the plan of salvation. In Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38, read it for yourself. And if you are settling for anything less than what the Word of God says, you are being sold short. And you have not really experienced all that God has for you. In Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38, it says, Then Peter said unto them, This is what you must do. Repent. Be baptized. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's more than just a tale that has been told. Let me tell you today, if you have never experienced the joy of the Holy Ghost, it's a promise unto you. The Scripture said, unto you and to your children and all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. It's a promise to you. There is no reason today that you would go through life without experiencing the precious gift of the Holy Ghost and knowing for certain. If you just have it in your mind and you know, oh well, I know, I know. I know it's real, I know it's real. The devil can take it away from you. This world can take it away from you. Things that you come in contact with can take it away from you but when you have it in your heart and you have experienced the glory and the power of God you'll know without a shadow of a doubt I've got something that the world can't give and the world cannot take it away hallelujah why don't we all stand right now? Let's lift our hands toward heaven and magnify the Lord today. Hallelujah.